Rich Mullins tells a story of, a, of ancient, or maybe not ancient, but historical Ireland. And the, the husbands and young men that would go off to battle, and, and typically their battles were at sea. And they hated water. But they, these battles had to, be, had to be fought. And their moms and their wives would knit together these sweaters for them before they went off to war. And within these sweaters, they would weave ribbons that represented prayers for them. And, and the more ribbons that you found within a sweater kind of expressed how much that individual was loved as either a son or a husband as they went off to war. Now, the unique thing about that was, is when they went off to war, like any war, oftentimes people were killed. And because the battle was at sea, they would have to wait for the bodies to wash up on the shore. And oftentimes, by the time the body was washed up the shore, to shore, it was so deteriorated and, and eaten upon and everything that, that it was unrecognizable, except for the sweater. Except for the sweater. Because the wives and the moms recognized their sweaters and they recognized their husbands and their sons. And they were able to pay tribute to them respectfully because they knew who it was because of the ribbons within their sweaters. What I want to talk about here today is how much God loves you. Oftentimes we talk about our responsibilities, and we need to do that. We have responsibility. As followers of Jesus, we have a responsibility for the way we live, the choices we make, and the things that we do. But oftentimes we tend to neglect why we have those responsibilities. And the reason why is because God is crazy and wildly in love with you. He's in love with you. We don't measure up. We can't live the life that we really should in response to how great God's love is. But here is the good news. I love this quote from Brennan Manning. He said that God loves you just as you are and not as you should be because none of us are as we should be. None of us are as we should be. We all fall short. None of us measure up to how great God's love really is. And this love is amazing. This love is beyond our understanding. In Ephesians chapter 3, verses 17 through 19, Paul is writing to the Ephesian church and he says that I pray for you that you will have the power along together with the other saints to be able to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ that you may know this love that surpasses knowledge. Now, isn't that a unique way of saying that? 
that we may know this love that surpasses knowledge. What is Paul saying there? I believe he's saying that we need to know that God loves us. We need to have an understanding that God is crazy and wildly in love with us. But if we try to completely understand that love, we will fall short. It surpasses knowledge. It is love beyond reason. Because we give God reason every day not to love us. And yet, His love never diminishes. His love is always perfect. It's always the same regardless. God is crazy and wildly in love with you beyond reason. Now, how does He prove that? When I went to Johnson, I was one of the poor kids that had to work all through my college in order to be able to afford it. And even then, it was a struggle. So I had this work-study program, and my job was groundskeeper. That's just a fancy name for a guy that mows the yards and collects the trash. <laughs> now, Johnson has always been known for how beautiful their campus is. And one of the reasons was because of people like me. We went all over campus and we collected the trash on campus. Now, throughout the campus, we had two cans. You, you would go to one building, they'd have two cans side by side. One of them would say burnables, and the other one would say non-burnables, because back in the 90s, we could burn a lot of that trash. Some of the rules have changed now. <laughs> so we would have all the burnables in one can and all the non-burnables in the other can. At least we would have that if everybody read those signs. How many of you think people... It, especially college students, actually paid attention to those signs. Nada. And you know what that meant for me? Every time we collected trash, we had to go down to the incinerator and we had to rip open those bags and separate the burnables from the non-burnables. It was a nasty job, especially when you collected the trash from the cafeteria. It was especially nasty. One Monday morning, I went to the cafeteria to collect the trash. Apparently, whoever was supposed to collect it during the weekend didn't come in over that weekend. We had chicken on Friday. We did not have rice. Okay, this is a great story just before you eat lunch here in a little bit, right? That's as far as I'm going to take that. That's enough to let you know that it was a nasty, nasty situation. I would collect this trash. I'd spend a couple of hours each day collecting this trash, taking it down, sorting through it, burning what would burn and separating what wouldn't burn. And then I'd have to walk all the way across campus filthy in order to get back to my dorm. And one day I was walking back across campus and another person was walking the other direction and they looked at me and they go, what happened to you? And I told him, I said, it's my job. I collect all the trash. And he goes, man, you must hate that job. And I looked at him and I said, you know, actually, I kind of like it. And he gave me a strange look, kind of like some of you are giving me right now. And he said, how could you like it? And I said, it 
kind of makes me identify with Jesus. And he looked even more confused. And then I explained myself. Johnson Bible College was known and is still known for how beautiful their campus is. They've been in magazines, their pictures of their campus have been on the front of the Knoxville phone book. It's just a beautiful campus. And I take upon myself all the trash in this campus so that it can look beautiful. And you realize that's what Jesus does for you and I. He takes all of our trash upon himself. That's what happened on the cross. Jesus took all of the trash, all of the wrongdoing, all of the sin, all of the corruption in our lives. He took that upon himself because we can't do anything about it. We needed him to take that trash so that one day that through Jesus we can stand before the judgment throne and God will see us as beautiful and as pure and as holy as Jesus himself. Not because of our own efforts, but because Jesus took our trash. You know what that is? That's love. God is crazy and wildly in love with you beyond reason. As I look over my life, I can just... I'm not going to share with you all the mistakes I've made in my life. If you knew all the sin in my life, you probably wouldn't listen to me. But that's okay. If I knew all the sin in your life, I probably wouldn't talk to you. <laughs> We've all got this trash in our life. And yet we've got this God that loves us beyond reason so much that no matter how many times we sin, no matter how many times we turn our back on him, no matter how much trash we intentionally collect for ourselves, he's there to take it away when we just turn to him. God is crazy and wildly in love with you beyond reason. I think we find this theme throughout Scripture. Throughout. In your notes, you've got a list of some Scriptures that we're going to look at this morning. Listen, we could stay here until tonight talking about all the passages that emphasize the love of God. We're just going to look at a few of them. I like in Romans chapter 5, verse 5, where it talks about Jesus or God's love for us, and it says that He poured out His love into us through the Holy Spirit whom He has given us. I love that visual there. God didn't just drip love down on us. God didn't just give us a little bit of love. God has poured out His love on us. God doesn't hold anything back. You know, oftentimes we hold back on love, don't we? We've been hurt. We've, we've had people to, to manipulate us and to cheat us and to betray us. And it's easy for us to go, okay, I'll love, but I'm only going to love to a certain point. Listen, nobody's been more betrayed than God has. And yet God pours out His love. He holds nothing back. If you skip on down a few verses to verses 7 and 8, Here's another description of God's love. It says that seldom will a man die for a righteous man. 
Although sometimes for a good man, someone might possibly be willing to die. But God demonstrates his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus didn't decide to die for us because he goes, oh, there's a good one. Yeah, I'll be willing to die for them. Oh, wow, look at, the, look at the scripture memorization that they do. Look how often they go to church. I'll die for them. No, he died for us while we were still sinners. While we had our back turned on God. While we were making little to no effort to live the way God wanted us to live. Jesus died for you. Why would he do something so radical? Because he's crazy and wildly in love with you. Beyond reason. Go a little further in the, in the book of Romans. Romans chapter 8. We, get, we again begin to see a little bit more about God's love for us. In Romans chapter 8 verse 35. It says, what could separate us from the love of Christ? Can trouble or hardship or persecution, famine or nakedness or danger or sword? All of those things. Paul is emphasizing there that none of those things can separate us from the love of God. As a matter of fact, he goes on a little later and he says, no, none of those things can do that. Why? Because God is crazy and wildly in love with you beyond reason, regardless. I can look back over my life and I can see times that I have I've turned my back on Him. There's times that I should have spoken up and I didn't speak up. There are times I should have kept quiet and I didn't. <laughs> there are times when I should have showed compassion and instead I showed anger. There are times that I should have poured out my love and instead I have withdrawn. And yet in the midst of all of it, God is still crazy and wildly in love with me beyond reason. Paul goes on there in chapter 8. If you go down to verses 38 and 39, it says, Then, or he goes, I am, I am convinced. I am convinced that neither life nor death, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any other powers, that neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation is able to separate us from the love of God that we have in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing, nothing can separate us from that love. What about if I do this? What about this sin? What about that sin? Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Now we have to accept that love. And now does God discipline us sometimes? Absolutely. I mean, those of you that have had kids or do presently have kids, do, are there not times that you had to discipline? Is it because you hated them? Is it just out of anger that you discipline them? We may be guilty of that sometimes, but hopefully if you're a loving parent, that's not the predominant reason that you discipline your kid. Why do you discipline your kid? 
Because you love them. You love them. You don't let them play out in the street, not because you want to be a killjoy, but because you love them. They may not understand it at the time, but it's because you love them. Listen, God disciplines us, and sometimes we may not understand it at the time. And I think that's part of what Paul was talking about in Ephesians when he says he wants us to know this love that God has for us that surpasses knowledge. What that means is we need to know that, love God's, that God loves us even though we don't have the mental capacity to fully understand what that is. We just need to get the fact that he does. He loves us that much. God is crazy and wildly in love with you beyond reason. The verse that we looked at earlier, again, probably the most popular verse in the world. It's John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That is a verse of love. And I don't know if you've ever done this or not. Probably some of you have. But it's a common practice of when you read that verse where it says world, just try putting your name in there. For God so loved Tommy that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved Tommy. Matter of fact, would you all do that with me right now? Can we just read this verse? Is it up here? Let's just read this verse and where it says world, put your name in there. Because sometimes when we read that, we get, we get this general abstract concept of, yeah, God loves the world and he loves the church. And he, but listen, God loves you specifically too. He loves you as an individual. If you were the only person on earth, Jesus would have still gone to the cross for you. Because he is crazy and wildly in love with you beyond reason. Is it okay if we read this together and you just put your name in there where it says world? Is that okay? Alright, let's do this. For God so loved Tommy that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God is crazy and wildly in love with you beyond reason. You know, this book that we have that is literally the Word of God brought to us, you want to know what God's saying to you? Open your Bible. <laughs> Open your Bible and read it. That is what God is saying to you. And oftentimes, I think we have a negative perspective of the Bible because we see it as more of a rule book. Now, are there rules in there? Absolutely there are. But I don't think that the Bible is given to us as a rule book as much as it is a love letter. 
The Bible is a love letter from God to us, letting us know how much He loves us. Now, are there some, some ways that I live? Are there some, some rules, some boundaries that I have because of that? You bet there is. If I love God back, there's boundaries. You know, my wife and I, we love each other. We have boundaries in our marriage because of that love, right? Those rules do not make up our marriage. It's the love. And when I'm talking about love, I'm talking about more than just the emotional feeling. I'm talking about the deep-setting commitment that you have to each other. Because of that love, that's what makes the marriage. And the rules and the boundaries that we have within our marriage come out of that love. Without the love, those rules and boundaries mean nothing. It means nothing without the love. The rules and the boundaries that we have in Scripture, they would mean nothing if it was not for the wild and crazy love that God has for us that is beyond reason. That is what gives all those boundaries meaning. That's the reason He doesn't want us playing in the street. Because He loves us. Because He's crazy about us. He wants what's best for you. That's why he has those rules and regulations and boundaries in his word. It's not just so that he can see if you're going to follow the rules. It's because he loves you and he wants what is best for your life. And if you want to know what is best for your life, read the Bible. It tells us. All of that is in there because God loves us. It's a love letter from God to us. And he's speaking to us through that. And there are times, man, when life is good. And we read that Bible and we think, yes, God loves me. This is great. Things are going good at the church. Family things are going. Finances are, are going well. Man, everything is great. And then there are other times when life simply is horrible. Isn't it? I mean, it feels like everything is falling apart. Finances are bad, marriage is on the rocks or in divorce, things with the church aren't going well, about to lose my job, my neighbor and I fight all the time, I'm not getting along with my family. Man, life just becomes horrible. And you know, God speaks to us during all of those times, the good times. And the bad times. Matter of fact, C.S. Lewis put it this way. He said, God whispers to us in our pleasures, but he shouts to us in our pain. C.S. Lewis understood pain. C.S. Lewis, if you don't know much about him, he was an atheist. Extremely intelligent atheist who, when he began to study the faith, was convinced that it was true and became a follower of Jesus. And his wife went through a slow and painful battle with cancer of which she eventually lost. And it was agonizing for him. So when he says a quote like this, it's more than just a thought off the top of his head. It comes from out of a deep experience. God whispers to us in our pleasures, but he shouts to us in our pain. Now, C.S. Lewis didn't go on to tell us what God shouts to us in our pain. But you know what I think God shouts to us in our pain? 
I love you. I died for you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I think those are the types of things that God is shouting to us in the midst of our most painful experiences. Why? Because God is crazy and wildly in love with you beyond reason. And this is what I've come to understand. When you are radically captured by the love of God, everything changes. Everything changes. You don't have to constantly be reminded of how you're supposed to live. You don't have to constantly be reminded of what is right and is wrong. You don't have to constantly have somebody pulling back the reins on you. Because once we are radically captured by the love of God, this wild and crazy love of God, everything changes. Our whole focus changes. Our mindset changes. Our direction in life changes. Our purpose in life changes. The way we treat other people changes. The way we see the world completely changes when we are radically captured by this wild and crazy love of God. Then we no longer see those boundaries as rules and regulations, but we see them as terms of endearment because God loves us so much. He wants the best for us, and therefore he gives us specific instruction on the best way to live. In John 10.10, 10, this one isn't on the screen, just came to mind, but in John 10.10, 10, Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus wants you to live life to the full. And that doesn't mean that you're out partying every weekend and that you've got all these riches, that you've got the most expensive stuff that money can buy, but it's about following Jesus. You want to live a full life? Follow Jesus. That's where it comes from. And the great thing about it is, is that your life becomes so full that our time on earth can't hold it. We have to extend it into eternity. That's how full our life becomes when we follow Jesus. But it's only possible because of his love for us. So my encouragement to you is to follow Jesus full out with reckless abandon. And you know what? Sometimes you're going to get hurt. Sometimes you're going to get beat up. When we read the scriptures, you read those stories in, in the New Testament and even in the Old Testament. I mean, oftentimes people were not always celebrated for their faith. Oftentimes they were beat up, thrown in prison, and even killed because of their faith. Listen, when you're living a full life, you're out there living it up for God. You're doing everything that He wants you to do. You're following His direction for your life. You may get beat up. You may just get worn out. You may get tired. You may end up beyond recognition because of the fullness of life that you have. But you know what? One day, one day, all beat up, bruised, and battered, you're going to wake up on that other shore. And Jesus and the angels are going to see you coming in and one of the angels are going to look at Jesus and your 
beaten and battered state, and they're going to go, what is that? I'm not even sure that's human. This is going to say, yeah, that's human. I know this one. And the angel's going to go, how do you know? And Jesus is going to go, well, you see that sweater they have on? You see, Jesus loves you. He's in your corner. He's not going to just say it's okay whenever you do wrong. But here's what he will do. He'll discipline you. And he'll help you get back on the right track. Just like we do for our kids, only much, much better. He's much, much better at it than we are. Why? Because he has this crazy and wild love for us that is beyond reason. Let's pray.